Today we're going to preach on our best I can under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God that inspired this Word of God. The Holy Spirit of God that abides in every person of Christ. And the Holy Spirit of God that wants to speak to you as we read Deuteronomy chapter 12. I'm sorry, 5 verses 12 through 16. Will you pray with me as we begin? Father, thank you for what we are experiencing in this moment under the power and inspiration of your Holy Spirit. Now, Lord, I really don't know what people are thinking. I'm just kind of being funny. But help us get serious about the cross. Help us get serious about our walk with you. And get serious about how we live our lives when we leave this place today. Now take these thoughts that you put on my heart for today, Lord. Bless them. May the Word of God go out, as Isaiah said, accomplish what you want it to accomplish. And do whatever you want it to do, Lord, in our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, and everybody said with me, Amen. Amen. Can you join me in reading from God's Word? Be seated. Remain seated. You know, I... I really have come to rethink about the standing and seating. I've come to learn as I get old, er, I can't see over everybody and I can't see a whole lot of things going on around me. So if you will be seated as I read from Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 to 15. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy. As the Lord your God commanded you, six days shall you labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, time set aside, just a time set aside for God. In it you shall not do any work you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your ox or your donkey or any of your cattle and your sojourner that's the person traveling through the town who stays with you so that your male servant and your female servant may do what? Take a deep breath and say that word with me. Rest. Lord, You've offering to us a time of shalom. Yeah, he really is. You shall rest. Done lost my place. Where am I? As well as you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God brought you out of there by a mighty hand. And by outstretched arm, therefore the Lord your God commanded you to observe a Shabbat, a Sabbath day unto the Lord. What does all that mean? I don't know. I thought I used to know a lot of things. 
went to seminary, got that doctor's degree. In evangelism, of all things, God gave me a presentation of the gospel. And I don't know what happened to it, but I throwed it away. Well, I didn't throw it away. I put it back in the office there somewhere. Somebody got a hold of it because it's the first time ever, my professor told me, that anybody has ever thought about the four, uh, are there four Gospels? Yeah, there's four, there's four Gospels. And figured out a way to put them together in a story form and present Jesus to people. Well, folks, that's what the four Gospels are all about. That's why we have four Gospels. They tell all about Jesus. They don't do it the same way, but tell all about Jesus. I don't know what happened to it, but several years later, I made a recommendation in that D-Men project that uh, maybe missionaries could tell that story on the mission field, and now all you hear about the story. I don't take credit for a, a word of that D-Men project. That's what you do when you let God intervene in your life. I wear a lot of hats in my life. Some of them I like. One time I was a U.S. Air Force chaplain. I wore that, wore that hat. You cannot have this hat. There are no more left. I don't, it's, I don't know what it's worth on eBay, but I used to think it was worth a whole lot, put it on my head, you know. U.S. Air Force Chaplain. Woo! And I wore, for a period of time, about five years, this one right here. Ain't it look good, huh? Oh, Air Force people, Colonel Curry, Colonel Curry, my goodness. Ain't I something? Oh, I used to be the chaplain in the Kentucky Air National Guard, the 123rd Airlift Wing. Marines, Navy, Coast Guard, eat your hearts out. The Guard's where it's all about. <laughs> went down to Alabama one time, went through Birmingham, got into a um, barbecue place called the Golden Rule in Barbecue, Alabama, and I put this hat on a set by an Alabama fan. I like not to walked out of that place. Got to be careful all the hats you wear. And then one time, I went to a place. Can you zoom in here? Spell it. Can anybody pronounce where that is? It is the oldest settlement in the Louisiana Purchase. Anybody want to go for it? Well, let's not even try. Don't even try. It truly is. Found in 1714, I believe, by Jean Baptiste, who wasn't a Baptist. He was just called Jean Baptiste. It's pronounced Natchitoches, Louisiana. And I came to Southern Seminary, had Natchitoches, Louisiana on my checkbook, and bought some books at the bookstore. And this sweet, dear checkout lady tried to pronounce that word, and she says, Oh, Natchitoches. <laughs> we wear a lot of hats, don't we, in life? They're kind of dusty now. Sometimes we wear too many hats. Which one's going to get priority? And that's what this Shabbat rest is all about. Point number one. Put it on the board, brother. Sister, whoever's back there. Stewardship of the soul is what we're going to talk about today because God, more than anything else, is concerned about your heart and your soul about your relationship to Him. Your relationship to, heart, uh, to God 
goes through the cross of Calvary when God came down and suffered on that cross and gave us His Son. And then He raised His Son from the dead. He's the God who raises the dead. He wants you to know that. And once you get to know Him and give your life to Jesus, He comes to live in you in the person of who? Anybody want to take a shot at that one? Come on, talk to me, church. Holy Spirit. God lives in us through the Holy Spirit. Literally. Literally. Now that affects, number one, how we get along with who? God. It affects how we get along to God. God loves you, and He don't want you to crash and burn down. I've heard about burning out. been pretty close myself. But I'm hearing a new phrase called burning down. Pastors are burning down. I was with them this week at camp. What's happening, what's happening at camp, you've been asking me? Good stuff. you got to go next year. God shows up down there in His Holy Spirit. God shows up here. You know why I know? Because He lives in every believer in the Holy Spirit of God in your heart. Don't talk about God coming down on this place. God is with you in your soul, in your heart, and wherever you go, God is showing up. Do you hear that? Wherever you go, God is showing up. And when you share Jesus and share the gospel, God is showing up. Every time. Some want to hear it, some don't want to hear it. Anybody know how an airplane crashes? Air Force doesn't have plane crashes. We have what? Anybody remember that? Mishaps. Lord, what a mishap. I've worked three of them. One was in Evansville. C-130 went down. One was up in um, Virginia. And another one while I served at Northern Command. When I got to the third one, I couldn't go anymore. God doesn't want you to crash and burn. Do you know how plane crashes the same way you are going to burn down if you don't have a Sabbath pause rest in your life. You know how it happens? Plane just doesn't fall out of the air. Little bitty mistakes along the way. Little bitty things. Little bitty things add up. And finally after a while the center of gravity on that plane shifts. We have, you know what center of gravity is? Every plane flies on this balance right here. Okay? These wings, let me do it like this, these wings are on that center of gravity. There was one airplane mishap where the center of gravity was way back here. And as the fuel burned off, it went this way. And it went this way. The pilot literally, and I heard the voice of the pilot at the safety briefing, said, I'm going to go to the restroom, which is in the back of the plane. And when he walked across that CG line that's called center of gravity, that right wing fell off, not fell off, popped off. That plane went down. Everybody died instantly. Eighteen families of guardsmen were affected in Virginia. How'd that happen? After 
investigators investigated, in the very front of that plane, there was nothing. Everything was loaded in the back of that plane. What does that mean? That plane was out of balance. I use that illustration today because God does not want you to get out of balance and, and burn down or crash. That's not His plan for your life. It takes no joy in that, and it hurts you, it hurts the heart of God. God came down and He suffered on that cross for you and me to give us a Shabbat. What is a Shabbat? A Shabbat in Hebrew is a period of time. Now, legalistically, in the old day under the law, you cannot imagine what they were not allowed to do on the Sabbath day. Some of us grew up, we didn't mow the yard, we didn't go fishing, we only went to church, blah, blah, blah. We do not live in that day anymore. That day's gone. I grieve, but we live in a new day, and we've got we to face it. So the Lord has told me to share with you just some little things you can do to have a Shabbat rest, not just on Saturday, technically, but as Jesus said, <clears throat> you listening? Are you listening? Shake your head like this if you're listening. Come on, shake your head like this if you're listening. Jesus said, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. I am your rest. I am your peace. How do you find that? I struggle with it all the time. Here's some things I'm learning to do. I don't know about you. Because I don't want to burn down again. Some of you know that I carry a big belly here. I got that way. I'm trying to say to people, look at all the things I'm doing for God. Don't be like me. Don't be like me. Be like Jesus. Well, you're not Jesus, no, but here's how you can walk with Jesus every day and experience a little Shabbat every day. God, God wants to give you a daily Shabbat. It's real simple. Number one, read your Bible and listen. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, uh, but in the last week, who in here, don't raise your hand. That's what I like about Planet Fitness. Big signs everywhere, no guilt, no judgment. That's really what that cross says. God's not here to judge us. He's here to help us walk just one little bit closer to Him, and it's not out of reach. It's not out of reach. How many of you this last week actually read, don't raise your hand. How many of you actually picked up the book or an app? or listen to it on the radio, or whatever media you choose, the Word of God. How many of you <clears throat> listened to the Word of God 
Remember, he wants you to have his word in three places. Up here, so you will walk with God under the authority of God's truth. That's what the preacher said down there at camp this week, Bill. If I'm not willing to do that, nothing else matters. If I'm not willing to submit my life to truth as God reveals it to me as best I can understand it, all that stuff on the floor up through down there, can't take that stuff to heaven and be in the glory of God, can you? So this is where it starts, under the authority of the Word of God. And then you want to keep it near, on your phone app, wherever you can grab it, or listen to it as you're going down the road. And just let the Word of God wash your soul. That's what Jesus wants to do through the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what, that's really all God wants to do. <clears throat> through the blood of Jesus and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, that's all God wants to do. He just wants to give you His mercy that follows you around all day long. He can't get them. Where am I going? I'm going under the mercy of God. I'm going down here. I'm traveling down there. I'm going here. I'm going there. I got behind a big old tractor the other day trying to get here for the funeral. And I thought, Lord, I'll never get around this tra tractor. And God said, Would you just slow down, preacher? We just slow down them tractors down there in Meade County. We don't have them in Oklahoma, but we got them in Meade County. Am I right? Yeah. And that big old tractor, I don't know what you call that thing, had a big old gap, but he's way up high, and we're on Highway Prather Highway out there somewhere. Come across Buck Grove. I said, Lord, if he turns and comes down this road right out here, 144, I'm going to miss that funeral. And God says, why don't you just trust me? Why don't you just trust what I'm trying to say to you, you hard-headed preacher? Why don't you listen? Okay, God. And then I realized God was protecting me from an automobile accident. You know why? I come to learn down here in Meade County, nobody gets around them tractors. Nobody. I don't care who you are. You ain't going to get around them tractors. Don't you even try. If you go in the ditch, you'll crash and burn. Don't do it. Am I right? Farmers, amen. Oh, come on, church. Amen. There you go. That's what I want to hear today. It's what I've been hearing at camp. Now I'm exp Oh, excuse me. I'm not at camp anymore. God wants to have a com personal conversation with you. And he does it through his word as you yield to his authority, as you keep it near, but keep it also dear. Hide its word in my heart, the Bible says, that I may not sin against God. Let's try to do some Bible memorization. Heard Billy Graham say this morning, anybody remember Billy Graham? Shake your head like this if you remember Dr. Billy Graham. We're down there in camp, and the name Billy Graham came up, and the students go, what? Who? I'm thinking, I'm not old. I'm a dinosaur. I have become a dinosaur. Those students down there are precious souls. 
many of them are hearing the gospel for the very first time. And I'm watching them listen and soak it up. Someday I'll tell you. I'll let them tell you what they saw one day. But God told the prophet Habakkuk, Habakkuk prayed, Lord, reveal to me, I'm the seer, I'm the prophet. The word seer is the Hebrew word for prophet. And the word seer means you can foretell and foretell the future. And he prayed, Lord, just show me what you're going to do. And God, that's what Dr. Graham said, and he said it's truth. God said to Habakkuk, if I told you what I was doing, you wouldn't believe it. So I ain't going to tell you everything. Just tell you what that you need to know today. Now you just trust me. You keep going down the road. And if you've got to follow that tractor till you get to Ekron Baptist Church, and you're going to be all right. Because I got you covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. If you crash head on with that tractor, preacher, you're going straight to heaven to be with my boys. Or so dare you. Now it's going to be a glorious reunion. It really is. All right? We read point number two. Shake your head if you're ready for point number two. Stewardship of the soul, that's what he's talking about. It affects how you get along with God. And it also affects how we relate to the folks that we work with. Don't you just love everybody you work with? Not really. Come on, be honest, not really. There's just a lot of sandpaper people out there where we work, ain't it? Let me give you three R's if you want to write three R's down. Helps me to remember. The first R stands for recall. The Lord said, recall the Shabbat every day. Jesus said, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath, and He wants you to recall what He's done for you when He died on the cross. He's trying to get you back connected to Him to get you to give you a pause in the middle of your work. Now, let me show you how to do that. Are you ready? You're watching? Pay attention. Everybody awake? I want you to do this spiritual exercise with me. Breathe in. Everybody ready? <gasps> Breathe out. <sighs> Breathe in. <sighs> Breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. As you're breathing in and out, give praise and glory to God. It'll make all the difference in the world in how you meet and greet other people. Some you like, some you don't like. Some in your family, some at work, it don't matter. So that's recall. Number two, receive. Be willing to receive the gift of T-I-M-E. God wants to spend, God wants to spend T-I-M-E with you. That's how you spell love. T-I-M-E. Lord, we love you, but we ain't got time for you. No, you don't. Don't be lying to God. It's dangerous stuff. Ananias and Sapphire came to church and swore that they had sold a piece of property in the book of Acts, and Peter said, no, you didn't. You're lying to God. You just want to look good in church, that's all. He said, your husband, the first man, the husband got there, and they said they just buried him right out there in Ekron Cemetery. And Sapphira came in, and they said, did you sell a piece of land? Yeah, and she lied to God, and she fell dead, and the young boys took her out and buried her right by her husband right out there in Ekron Cemetery. Folks, it is dangerous <clears throat> to lie to God. 
Now, it's hard to be honest with God. It really is. It's hard for me to be honest with God. Every day I'm figuring out a way to, to do it. So, one of the things God's trying wants to just bless you with today is to be available to others and sit softly in the saddle as you go along. Anybody ride horses in here? Raise your hand. Anybody ride horses? There, one, two. Anybody else? Three. Anybody else ride horses? At all, ever? If you ever, ever rode a horse, raise your hand. There's my horse. Gee, whiz, what? Everybody rode a horse around here. Well, I did one time when I was a preacher down in Leesville, Louisiana. They had a seven, six, seven-mile ride to the parish fairgrounds. And been on a horse since I was probably 10. And I was a puffed-up preacher about the age of 25 or 4. And I got on that horse down that little town, rode six miles up the road. And I didn't know how to sit soft in the saddle. And when I got there... Oh, my, y'all know what it's like. It was terrible. They laughed at me for the two years that I lasted. Wayne Oates has a saying, sit soft in the saddle. Anybody know what that means? Who am I talking to? You had a pastor that taught you how to do that, riding horses. But in life, same thing. Sit soft in the saddle. No matter what's going on around you, no matter what's happening around you, just be focused on the cross of Jesus Christ. And don't let the storms and the chaos around you determine who you are and who you're going to be. You belong to God. You belong to Jesus. And that book we read the other day, named after, no, my son was named after that book, excuse me. And he said, We are kept in Christ by the hand of God by whom we are called beloved. That's where we got our name, beloved. Woo! Remember what God's done for us. Jesus did all the doing for you so you can be. So you can be. How many of you have ever read Robert Frost's poems? Raise your hand if you've read Robert Frost's poems. Two roads diverge in the yellow wood. Two roads diverge in the yellow wood. And I chose the one less traveled by. And that's made all the difference. I wrote another one about wintertime that stuck in my head. I had to memorize that in the ninth grade English class. He said... Uh, Perhaps he was riding a horse. The woods are lovely, dark, and deep. <clears throat> but I got promises to keep, miles to go before I sleep. I thought that was just a wonderful poem. Every time I go up and down the highways, I think about those of you who drive the big trucks. I pray for you harder every day because you're on the road and it is dangerous. God's got you. He's in front of you in that truck. He's behind you in that truck. He's above you in that truck. He's all around you in that truck. And the same place wherever you work, God is all around you. Because you show up and you know Jesus, God has shown up in the Holy Spirit. God has shown up.
and the Holy Spirit. About all I got to say today. Come back next Sunday, we'll do some more. And meanwhile, <clears throat> me and Mimi going back to camp this afternoon. If you'll pray for us, would you do like this? We're going to get back down there with them students. We're having a blast. Before you leave today, don't you leave without picking up this book. Somebody donated a hundred of these. Take one home. Jeff, where are you? All right, Jeff's going to be down right there at that door, and he's going to help you take one home today. Next Sunday, we're going to start <clears throat> 40 days of prayer. My challenge to you is to get serious about your conversation with God. Number one, waking up with God in, a, in a, just a whisper of prayer every morning. Number two, however you can do it, read your Bible. I don't care if it's one verse, half a verse. And start listening for God. He will speak to you if you believe in Him. Not God, but Jesus Christ. Okay, let me get a little more particular about that. If you've surrendered your life to Jesus, He lives in you through the power and strength of the Holy Spirit every day. And Brother Bob, am I right? When you pray, you're praying in the power of the name of Jesus and is the Holy Spirit of God that's taking your words to the Heavenly Father. And He decides what we want? No. He decides what's best for us. Because you as parents know what's best for your children, and your father knows what's best for you. Don't leave here today without getting more copies. If we run out of them, it don't matter. We can get 500 more maybe from KBC. Wouldn't it be great to see 100 families in our church praying together for 40 days? Get that app. Look at it. This is in uh, an app form. That's another way you can do that. And next Sunday, we're going to launch the 40 days of prayer. I can't wait to see what God's going to do in this place. Did I hear an amen, Jeff? Amen. Let's all say it louder. Amen? amen. <clears throat> that song we started out, um, something about being glad that how great, sing it with me, has our God, sing with me how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. Thank you, Jesus, that you are our Lord and our Savior, not us, nobody else, but only you can save. We turn this service now over to the strength and power of your presence in this place through your word and through folks that are sitting next to us. And may somebody get saved and choose and make the right choice today. Jesus, I pray it in your name. You've been listening to the Sunday morning worship service of the Ekron Baptist Church. You too can accept the eternal life offered by Jesus Christ. First, admit that you are a sinner. Then believe that Jesus Christ can forgive you of your sins and ask Him to come into your heart and change your life. Then confess your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. If you've made this decision today, write to us at the Akron Baptist Church, 2775 Hayesville Road, Akron, Kentucky, 40117. 
If you're looking for a church home, we invite you to be a part of our growing family with programs and Bible studies for all ages. Join us next Sunday at 11 a.m. for morning worship from the Akron Baptist Church. Until that time, may God bless.